Well, with every day that goes by, the more news, the more popularity, the more coverage that this case gets, this is really like becoming a, a this is it kind of moment. Like this is the big one. I'm referring to the Texas Supreme Court case, Texas v. Pennsylvania at all. And you have now attorney generals in other states joining in. The big news out of um, today is President Donald Trump. This is um, from Jenna Ellis on Twitter. She released uh, the uh, press release's statement about it, the campaign statement. President Trump moves to intervene in Texas Supreme Court case. Donald J. Trump, in his personal capacity as candidate for re-election today, moved to intervene in the case. Uh, the president intervened because his rights as a candidate are affected by the defendant state's failure. Remember the defendant states here are Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Now these are all states that come 3 a.m. the day after election uh, day, the president was ahead in every single state. He was ahead in Pennsylvania by 690 thousand votes there's even a there's even a, a statement in this case saying that the odds of this happening in in one state are like one in one quadrillion it's it's like one with 15 zeros behind it in michigan he was up 300,000 votes uh north carolina which now has been called as he won 77,000 votes that took forever to be called and then we had wisconsin and georgia where the president was still winning. I remember it fondly on election night. Uh, now, um, anyway, so the defendant states his failure to follow and enforce state election laws during the 2020 election. I love the argument that um, uh, the uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is making this, saying that if there's not a free and fair election in those four swing states and there's not election integrity throughout the entire country, which just take a minute to think about that if there was one thing that in this country we should be able to get right the the one thing that should be more secure than anything else is our elections and that's a right that is guaranteed to every single american is the right to vote that is granted to you because guess what you're an american well, now we're seeing polling, and you know we don't get into polls that much on this program, but there's polling data of like 70% of Republicans don't believe that there was a fair election, that there was election fraud, and we have videos, we have testimony, we have witnesses, we have affidavits, all citing and highlighting the fact that there was election fraud. And by the way, this story that comes um yesterday in axios uh the news about swalwell and christine fang or fang fang or whatever you want to call her the chinese spy that was embedded uh into his campaign now he's he's outright today sort of in a way saying uh, he had no clue no idea and he's blaming federal funding for it i mean what a joke we'll get to that um as the program progresses uh as well as we have hunter biden now uh in trouble it's so called in trouble um about his taxes and his taxes tax filings being um under investigate investigation and i'm like all right if donald trump and trump republicans 
And I would argue, you know, any Republican or maybe even any Democrat. Remember we had Rod Blagojevich when the president commuted his sentence? He came out of prison and he made the argument that, well, he's a Democrat, but he's a Trump supporter. So he would refer to himself as a Trumpocrat. Well, I believe there was many of Trumpocrats that voted in this election. I would throw them into the same category, um, obviously being behind the president, sort of as Trump Republicans, uh, Republicans who appreciate the efforts that Donald Trump's made, all the accomplishments that uh, he did during his uh, first year, uh, first term, excuse me, as president. And what the whole goal, the the message, the the statement of his campaign was always never changed by the way make america great again well now as i see these stories piling up and talking about hunter biden and swalwell and hunter biden getting you know 1.5 billion dollars from china it the democrats the mainstream media even rhino um Republicans in name only, what they've become to me is they don't want to make America great again. They've made that perfectly clear. They want to make China great again. And is China such a great place? Do we really want to be doing business with China? China that is responsible for the China virus for coronavirus entering the United States as well as 180 other countries. Do we really call them our ally? No, we're at a, we are in a cold war with China. We're still in a trade war despite Joe Biden saying that we lost uh, the trade war with China. Well, last time I checked, the president was getting China to give us $2 billion, um, or if, if not more, in uh, trade negotiation. Has Joe Biden ever negotiated anything like that for the country? No, but you better believe that he's negotiated it for his son. So I really, and I don't want to take a hard stand on it, but you know, the left is at war with us. And I believe that if you want a Joe Biden presidency, that do you really fully comprehend what's going on with the Trump administration and how all the accomplishments that this president has brought, even while battling Democrats in the House of Representatives, and remember House Democrats that impeached this president, you know, do you want to make America great again? Or do you want to make China great again? And we'll get into that more as the program uh, progresses. Uh, Kyle Becker, who's who's been like the, the, the top quality, best reporter there is when it comes to election fraud and chronicling and uh, chronicling everything that the Trump campaign is pushing back on, uh, the different irregularities and fraud that has been alleged and uh, shown in, a in um, testimony. Uh, he says today um, that the president, Donald Trump, is recruiting a masterful politician and a brilliant lawyer to argue the Texas v. Pennsylvania uh, case if it is taken up in the Supreme Court. He says that that uh, politician being Ted Cruz. There wouldn't be a better lawyer in America to argue it, he claims. Now, I sort of said that, alluded to that on this program yesterday, that if 
uh, Ted Cruz was upset that the Pennsylvania case didn't go forward. What makes you think that he won't argue a case in front of the Supreme Court on behalf of the state of Texas, of uh, obviously where he's a senator of? So I think that's a great move. I, I, I love that the Senator uh, Ted Cruz is, is understanding fully that this isn't just a fight about Donald Trump. I mean, obviously, they have bad blood before, but you know what politicians uh, don't. But he's not concerned about Donald Trump as much as he has election integrity and ensuring that we really truly have a free and fair election in this country. The president uh, tweeting earlier, wow, at least 17 states have joined Texas in the extraordinary case against the greatest election fraud in the history of the United States. Thank you. Um, and those states, by the way, you got obviously Texas, who's bringing the suit forward. You have uh, Arizona, Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, uh, Missouri. Uh, you have Montana, um, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, Indiana. There's there's a whole list here. Um, I, you know, I'll save some time. I want to go through every single one of them. But you know, these are attorney generals now. I was just watching. Um, uh, Sean Hannity make the argument that you know attorney generals aren't going to put their careers on the line over something that you know that they thought was going to lose in the Supreme Court. But as far as let me just make the argument to the Supreme Court here. Well, in some ways for the Supreme Court here, I want to read off to you because I think there's a lot of words and phrases that get thrown around in politics um, a lot, and they, you never fully understand what they are that's including myself but i want to give you the definition of originalism originalism as it pertains to u.s law is a legal philosophy that the words in documents and especially the u.s constitution should be interpreted as they were understood at the time they were written now every single conservative on the Supreme Court, and at this point in time, I'm not really even sure if you can if you can th uh, throw John Roberts into the category of conservatives. He's been anything but a conservative on the Supreme Court. At this point in time, he's just a liberal. It's a total joke, and I have no faith, no trust in uh, Chief Justice John Roberts at all. In fact, I, I can almost guarantee you he'll rule against the president. Uh, in this case, uh, if it's you know taken up by the Supreme Court, I know it's docketed. Um, but uh, you know, think about it. What a what a showdown that would be, right? At the Supreme Court, where you have the president arguing, and then you have the the uh, states and the Secretary of State saying, "No, everything we did was constitutional." Well, that's just a complete. Law. I'll get to that um, in a second. But as far as originalism goes, you have. Amy Coney Barrett, the uh, most recent uh, justice appointed to the U.S. Supreme Court, arguing that, and remember when she did her um, confirmation, when she was um, at her hearing in front of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, that she had no notes whatsoever in front of her? I mean, that's just incredible. The, you know, her love, her passion of the U.S. Constitution, of U.S. law, of the judiciary system that we govern ourselves with, utilized in this country is just you know incredible uh, as far as i'm concerned that was just incredibly impressive but 
It Justice Amy Coney Barrett argued to the Senate Judiciary Committee that she was an originalist, that she was going to interpret the U.S. Constitution as it was written, that it doesn't change. The U.S. is a is a document. The U.S. Constitution, excuse me, is a document that should not change over time. And by the way, how could you not agree with it? Uh, the United States of America is different from any other country in this world because of our Constitution. It says that we have inalienable rights, that our rights aren't given to us by the government, by politicians, by anyone whatsoever, that those rights come from God. And that's it. You cannot take those rights away from people. I think about think about that, right, in terms of COVID and how Democratic leaders have conducted themselves. They've been awful. They don't believe in the U.S. Constitution. The Democrat Party doesn't believe in it. They want it to be altered. If it was up to them, the Second Amendment wouldn't be a thing. The Constitution would be completely ripped and torn. But anyway, so Amy Coney Barrett says she's an originalist. Excellent. We love to hear that. Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Remember what the uh, Democrats put him through? Literally accusing him of being a rapist. That's how low the Democrat Party would go. Trying to destroy a man's life when he worked his entire career to get to the point that he was at. That was one of the most disgusting, despicable acts I've ever seen from that party. Then it shouldn't surprise anyone that's how awful those people are. Now, and remember, Senator Senator Kamala Harris was a part of that. So he argued, though, that he was an originalist, that he would, uh, you know, uphold the Constitution if he were to serve on the Supreme Court, where, of course, he is now. Now, um, Senator, or, or excuse me, Justice uh, Samuel Alito, what does he say? Yeah, I'm an originalist. We want conservative originalists on the court same can be said for uh justice neil gorsuch now remember gorsuch kavanaugh uh and coney barrett were all appointed by president trump in his first term i mean that's an incredible achievement not only for the president but for the senate uh republicans uh, mitch mcconnell can claim a huge victory there the senate majority uh leader but as well as uh um, all four of, of uh, those justices, you have Justice Clarence Thomas that remember what Joe Biden put him through, you know, the whole, uh, this is a modern day lynching um, of a black man. I, it, it was just disgusting uh, what Clarence Thomas had to go through. But Clarence Thomas, who uh, is, I believe he's the most conservative justice uh, on the Supreme Court. Do I have faith in those five though, is the uh, underlying question here. I do. I really truly believe that if they follow the Constitution and what the Texas v. Pennsylvania case is arguing is that secretaries of states of the different states of Georgia, of Pennsylvania, of uh, um, Wisconsin, and of Michigan, that they were in the wrong to change election laws. Because, and this this right here is, is the biggest, most important matter in this case. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the United States Constitution, Constitution says, and I quote, Each state 
shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors in such manner as the legislature the state legislature not secretary of state the constitution doesn't say that so this texas v pennsylvania case if you're an originalist on the supreme court you should automatically be in the favor of texas and the other uh i think what, what are we at 17 states that have joined in this lawsuit and listen is that going to overturn the election well here's what's going to happen if the supreme court sides with texas in this case then it gives the power as the constitution states to state legislatures to appoint electors well we don't know now i don't know what the state legislatures uh are going to do but what they can do and georgia and michigan and pennsylvania and wisconsin the state legislatures there are all that republicans have a majority so republicans the legislatures if this uh supreme court case is won by texas that the power is going to go to them and that's a power that's granted to them in uh via the constitution so what they can do is give the electoral votes in their states to donald trump now they need to be convinced that uh donald trump has, has correctly won the number of electors to be president obviously needs to get to 270 but if i'm in the state legislature in any of those four states and i'll include nevada and arizona as well and you present me evidence of clear voter fraud and you give me exact accurate direct numbers of votes that were fraudulent that went to joe biden that shouldn't have been counted at all that came in after the deadline of election day then you know what there's no way i'm awarding electors to joe biden none whatsoever so this is a big massive case and you know uh, i'm not a lawyer i you know i don't i don't pretend to be a lawyer but i think that if i'm an originalist on the supreme court that i'm going to side with texas in this case and you know like i said this is this is really becoming the the case of all cases uh the president was weighing in earlier no candidate has ever won both florida and ohio and lost i won them both by a lot at 10 p.m on election evening we were at 97 percent win with the so-called bookies so this case is going to determine if we live in a constitutional republic or if we live in a banana republic i'll tell you what constitutional republic is a state where the chief executive and representatives are democratically elected by the people and the rules are set down in a written constitution the head of state and other representatives are elected but they do not have uncontrolled power that's the definition of a constitutional republic does that sound familiar it should because that's what we live in now you've heard the term tossed around i'm sure oh well then if we don't have this then we live in a banana republic well, banana republic describes a politically unstable country with an economy dependent upon the exportation of a limited resource product such as bananas or minerals that's where that comes from the main term in that being uh that a politically 
unstable country. Well, I got to tell you something. It it it's very sad, almost heartbreaking to say, but if this court case is not won by the president in Texas, then we don't live in a constitutional republic anymore. We well and truly live in a banana republic. That's how big this is. This 2020 election will be remembered for a long time. I want it to be remembered in a way where the true real result that Donald Trump was reelected and I truly with my if I listen if I thought Donald Trump lost and Donald Trump was such a bad politician and he didn't have America's best interest at hand even if he's a Republican you know I call out Republicans all the time then I would say yeah Joe Biden won and the president's campaigning was bad but it wasn't the president gave his heart and soul to this as he does to this country every single day of his life I really believe honestly that Donald J Trump was reelected and you know God bless the state of Texas and every other state joining in on this lawsuit it really is that big this lawsuit matters that much you know do we want to have Trump Republicans in charge and make America great again or do we want to go under a slogan of Democrats the mainstream media and make China great again it's it's all on the line all right anyway so let's get into um China now because as I say the make China great again slogan the Democrats have now adopted is China really that great of a country and I haven't heard a lot of people really speaking about this but there's an article in the Council on Foreign Affairs, that's um, where um, Lindsay Masland uh, is a writer for, she highlights, this is the headline of her article, China's repression on Uyghurs, meaning Muslims, in Xinjiang. Now, there is a lot going on here, and I want to make sure that we get through this, so we do an in-depth look at this article because this matters this was written back in June uh, June 30th of this year and I would argue that not a lot of everyday Americans who I know that have to work and have children to feed um, have a house to pay for have other obligations going on they just want to sit down and listen to the news for 15 20 minutes maybe even a half an hour of the day or listen to the radio when they can that they probably don't know about this. Our mainstream media doesn't cover anything like this, but this is bad. Very, very bad. The Chinese government, uh, Maslin writes, has reportedly detained more than a million Muslims. And by the way, I thought it was Republicans that are uh, Islamophobic, right? I don't hear the Democrats saying that this is bad or condemning anything that's going on in China. The CCP government, Chinese government, has reportedly detained more than a million Muslims in, listen to this, re-education camps. Most of the people who have been arbitrarily detained are Uyghur, a predominantly Turkic-speaking ethnic group primarily from China's northwestern region of Xinjiang. Human rights organizations, UN officials, and many foreign governments are urging China to stop the crackdown. 
China's officials maintain that they call vocational training centers, uh, what they call vocational training centers, which are re-education camps, they said that they don't infringe on Uyghurs' human rights. Okay, well, let me tell you about what's going on in these camps. Information on what actually happens in the camps uh, is very limited. But many detainees who have since fled China describe harsh conditions. Detainees are forced to pledge loyalty to the Chinese Communist Party and renounce Islam. Now, wait a minute. Where throughout history have we heard before about camps? And if you don't pledge your loyalty to the leader and the leading party in that country, then you're going to these camps. Oh, that's right. The left always wants to make the comparison that Donald Trump is acting like a dictator. Donald Trump's a Nazi. Donald Trump is, is the same as Adolf Hitler. Really? Because the closest thing I see to Adolf Hitler right now is over in China with President Xi. How is it that in 2020, we're almost done with 2020, almost to 2021, do we still have a Chinese communist-controlled government over there? They want to be a superpower, the only superpower of the entire world. They can't even guarantee easy human rights to people. Re-education camps? Really? Uh, they say... um that these Uyghurs need to renounce Islam as well as sing praises for communism and learn Mandarin. Some reported prison-like conditions with cameras and microphones monitoring their every move and utterance. Others said they were tortured and subjected to sleep deprivation during interrogations. How about the women? They shared stories of sexual abuse, with some saying they were forced to undergo abortions or have contraceptive devices implanted against their will. Some released detainees contemplated suicide or witnessed others kill themselves. That's how bad this country is. You want to, you, I should send this to LeBron James and, and, and see how he really likes China now you know it's not just it's more than about just a paycheck for LeBron James and anyone who praises China i.e. the Democrat Party and the mainstream media and rhinos in this country detention also disrupts families children whose parents have been said sent to these camps are often forced to stay in uh to stay in state-run orphanage orphanages excuse me Uyghur parents living outside of China often face a difficult choice. Listen to this, right? Imagine being a parent and this is what you have to face. Return home to be with their children and risk detention or, or uh, detention, yeah, or stay abroad, separated from their children and unable to contact them. Imagine being a parent and having to make that decision. That's what these Uyghurs are having to deal with in China right now. Uh, she argues, why, she asks the question, why is China detaining Uyghurs? Uh, Chinese officials are concerned that Uyghurs hold extremist and separatist ideas 
and they view the camps as a way of eliminating threats to China's territorial integrity, government, and population. I, this is this is just crazy. President Xi, listen to what he's saying. He's warning about the toxicity of religious extremism. Okay, well, isn't there something in this country, in the United States now, the true superpower in the entire world? If the Democrats have their way, it won't be that way anymore. It'll be stuff like this going on uh, in our country. But we have a First Amendment. For God's sakes, America became a thing because of religious freedom. The pilgrims, when the king was saying to them in the Netherlands, yeah, you have to practice our they said, screw you, buddy. We're not practicing that. We're going to sail to wherever we get to. Well, they get to Plymouth in um, England. They sail from there in Southampton, uh, and again in the UK, come over here to America to practice their own religion. Obviously, um, uh, settling at uh, 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 Plymouth Rock, for God's sake. I got my uh, history right here. But... That is a fundamental of our country. I mean, it's just, it's totally crazy that they won't, that the uh, Uyghurs can't even practice their own religion there. That's guaranteed here. Again, there's no country that, if, uh, that you can be more free in than America. None whatsoever. Definitely not this Chinese communist party controlled regime in China, Chinese officials denied that the camps were even in existence. Then they started in uh, October 2018, officials started calling them Centers for Vocational Education and Training Programs. In March of 2019, their official name became Voc Vocational Training Centers, and Zhejiang's governor, Soharat Zakir, described them as boarding schools that provide job skills to trainees who are voluntarily admitted and allowed to leave the camps. But documents that leaked in late 2019 showed how officials worked to repress Uyghurs, lock them in camps, and prevent them from leaving. I mean, this is this is just disgusting. We have to stop that as far as the U.S. goes. Um, Maslin, um, argues the point that Human Rights Watch has advocated other actions the United States and other countries could take, publicly challenging Xi, uh, President Xi, denying exports of technologies that facilitate abuse, pressing China to allow UN investigators in Xinjiang, and preventing China from targeting number of the Uyghur uh, diaspora. Activists have, have also called on the United States you know, to step forward and do something. Well, guess what? That we, we, the United States, are doing something. We are holding China accountable for it. Well, at least a President Donald Trump is. You think a President Joe Biden's going to? The Democrat Party, they never condemn. They never denounce. They never say anything China's doing bad. They're, they're not taking actions to stop these camps in China. They don't care about that. I thought the left cares about everybody. I thought they're the tolerant left. Well, again, at case in point, Anytime that it's the, the Democrats, yeah, they're all for it. But if anyone else is involved or if anyone else is getting hurt as far as Uyghurs in um, uh, China right now, or as far as, you know, the Republicans, you think they do this, they have the same treatment for Republicans as they do Democrats? Absolutely not. The only person fighting this Chinese regime, these, I mean, there's camps, there's concentration camps in China right now. The only person 
putting saying that this needs to stop is Donald Trump. Ain't going to be Joe Biden. I guarantee you that. Uh, more domestically here, I want to talk about Swalwell again, even though this is connected with China. Uh, well, this was this actually is pretty funny. Uh, the House Judiciary uh, Committee uh, put on Twitter today, you know, Republicans, defending the police has serious consequences. Consequences, crime is up. In America's cities are less safe. Well, Eric Swalwell, the idiot that he is, writes on Twitter, you know what defunds the police? Not passing the HEROES Act. Who do you think is laid off when states and cities face mounting COVID debt? And the House Judiciary uh, Republicans did Fang Fang tell you to tweet this? That's just awfully funny little shot there. But anyway, so Eric Swalwell, I remember yesterday he was connected to this Christine Fang, Fang Fang, I don't even know whatever you want to call her. This Chinese spy was connected to her uh, yesterday. He does an interview with CNN today. Quote, headline, Democratic congressman says he did not share sensitive information with suspected Chinese spy. Swalwell was named in an Axios report detailing. We went over that yesterday. The woman at the center of the operation, Fang Fang, or Christine Fang, took part in fundraising activity for Swalwell's 2014 re-election campaign and helped place an intern in the California Democrats' office. Swalwell responded to this today and said, I was told about this individual and I offered to help. All I did was cooperate and the FBI said that yesterday. At the same time, this story was being leaked out. Now listen to this, listen to the excuse, listen to the pivot Swalwell does here. At the same time this story was being leaked out is the time that I was working on impeachment. Really? You're going to go back to impeachment on a phone call where there was nothing wrong whatsoever? I mean, this is this is Democrat Party 101. Concoct a story, try to put forward something that doesn't exist whatsoever. Make a story out of a non-story, majoring in minor things. So he says, as he was working on impeachment on the House Intelligence and Judiciary Committees, uh, he said that uh, this is when it was being leaked. He said that this is a country where people who criticize the president are going to have law enforcement information weaponized against them. That's not a country that any of us want to live in. I hope it is investigated who leaked this information. Now, Swalwell, did you catch what he said here? That he's working on the House Intelligence and judiciary committees well why in god's name after something like this it, uh, by all means a bombshell comes out about him working with a chinese spy why isn't he stripped of his privileges why is he not why does he still have um security clearances and why is he still on those committees i it's 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 just crazy to me the Democrat Party is in bed. Well, uh, you can't say in bed now with China because, well, literally, uh, figuratively and literally, the Democrat Party is in bed with China. This is disgusting. It really, truly is. Um, so now uh, the uh, big sort of, I don't know if you want to call it big headline. I, I definitely don't. But the... Uh, shock me I, I don't even know if you want to call it shocking news I'll just call it regular plain news because i've been through this before i know what happened with hillary clinton and her email so what was that philip oh nothing nothing happened whatsoever to hillary clinton 
the headline, though, I'll give it to you here. Hunter Biden under federal investigation for possible tax fraud. This is in the New York Post. President-elect Joe Biden's son revealed Wednesday that he's under federal investigation for possible tax fraud with a report saying the Justice Department is examining his overseas business dealings. The probe involves the laptop that belonged to Hunter Biden, the existence of which was first reported to the Post. By the way, I'm going with the New York Post here because remember the New York Post was talking about the Hunter Biden laptop and every other mainstream media organization said this is part of a Russian disinformation campaign. And remember Joe Biden himself over and over repeatedly saying that this has been debunked and none of it's true. Really? Because now he's under investigation. I learned yesterday for the first time that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware advised my legal counsel also yesterday that they are investigating my tax affairs, uh, Hunter Biden said. I take this matter very seriously, but I am confident that as a professional and objective review, professional and objective review, yeah, I'm sure that's going to happen, of these matters will demonstrate that I handled my affairs legally and appropriately, including with the benefit of professional tax advisors. Biden-Harris, Biden-Harris, you could call it the Biden-Harris campaign still. President-elect, Biden, geez, let me rephrase. Joe Biden is deeply proud of his son. This is what he says. Deeply proud of his son who has fought through difficult challenges, really? Like sniffing cocaine, getting kicked out of the military for it? Who has fought through difficult challenges, including the vicious personal attacks of crack pipes? No, that's not what it says. Vicious personal attacks of recent months only to emerge stronger. Is he really stronger? Where is he? He's hiding away. It's like father, like son. Both of them are in hiding. At least Hunter Biden, when he was doing his interview with, um, what was it, Good Morning America? Oh, well, you think if your name wasn't Biden, you wouldn't get this stuff? Well, no, probably. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's because my name's Biden. I mean, Joe Biden, he locks, locks himself away in his base. He's trying to do press conferences nowadays. Those aren't going too well for him. Um, but anyway, and by the way, uh, it, it, the uh, FBI has supposedly been looking in, uh, into Hunter Biden. The probe, listen to this, began in 2018. Oh, well, wouldn't that have been good to know before our election? Now this all of a sudden comes out. There's no coincidences in anything regarding politics. But... I see conservatives all around saying that, you know, that this is all, oh, this is good news and we have to investigate Hunter Biden. Don't you dare get too excited. That's my warning about this. Don't ever get too excited about this. What, what, what do we think is going to happen though? I mean, what, why are conservatives celebrating this? Is it because uh, Hunter Biden is going to be brought to justice? No, can almost guarantee that. What is he going to... Go to jail? No, I can almost guarantee that. Is he going to lose millions and billions of dollars? Maybe. But is justice being done? Absolutely not. How can you have faith in our FBI and our DOJ that run for four years saying there's, wow, there's Trump-Russia collusion when back in July of 2016, they knew Hillary Clinton, quote, stir up a scandal vilifying Trump by connecting him with Russia to distract from her emails. Did she go to jail? Nope. 
she she was running for president nothing's going to come out of this i i and listen i hope i'll say on this program if something does that i was wrong but i can almost guarantee it that nothing will happen just a joke it's a total joke our justice system um anyway now a lot of times you hear from democrats if democrats say something believe them believe the democrats when they say something like charles e schumer when he says that he's going to change we're gonna take we're gonna win georgia and then we're gonna change america he's going to believe him when he says that when joe biden gives an interview on cnn and says well if we have a, a disagreement as far as morals go i'll just develop a disease and resign believe him when he says that Joseph Robin you Biden uh but anyway so this <laughs> this is just in your face disgusting awful disgraceful vile evil woman from Michigan Cynthia Johnson she is a Michigan House of Representatives um representative lol and she posts a video saying this so this is just a warning to you Trumpers be careful walk lightly we ain't playing with you enough of the shenanigans enough is enough and for those of you who are soldiers you know how to do it do it right be in order make them pay and then she transitions from that and goes i love y'all okay lee chatfield speaker of the michigan house and by the way let me just make a point on this before i give you the news about uh what happened to her uh that is how democrats feel about us us being conservatives and republicans that's how they feel if they could rid this country of conservatives and republicans they would do it make no mistake about it they the democrat party has declared war on us it's time we start fighting back against them now lee chatfield speaker of the house in michigan says uh thanks uh threats to either democrats or republicans are unacceptable and un-american uh they're even becoming they're uh even more uh an unbecoming of an elected official representative johnson she has been removed from her committee assignments and we are looking into further disciplinary actions as the proper authorities conduct their own investigation that is good news disgusting from this woman now joy reed the dumbest she joy reed might be the most racist anchor in our country so let me get this straight a black michigan representative gives vicious racist phone messages and lynching threats for refusing to throw out an election for donald trump and her republican colleagues go after her and strip her committee assignments this is an idiot joy reed is a racist racist human being how anyone would want to know her how anyone would ever want to be on her show is just beyond me uh, we got bad news for uh first amendment here for freedom of speech youtube will remove any new videos alleging trump lost election because of fraud how about that youtube saying its policies already prohibit videos alleging that fraud or errors changed the outcome of a historic u.s presidential election but in some cases that has meant allowing controversial decisions 
on the outcome or process of counting votes of a current election as election officials have worked to finalize. Now that enough states have certified their results to determine Biden as president-elect, therefore being the mainstream media calling him president-elect, YouTube will remove any piece of content uploaded today or afterward that misleads people by alleging that widespread fraud or errors challenged the, or changed the outcome of the 2020 U.S. presidential election. So what I want to know is, as far as our testimonies and our witnesses and affidavits go, if any of that gets uploaded to YouTube, it gets taken down because they've decided that their guy, Joseph Robin U. Biden, has won the presidency. You can't even disagree with that anymore. You wonder, you know, that that this country's in trouble. You know, I, I go back to the immediate, uh, the first question I had on this program. You know, do we live? Is this the United States of America? Are we guaranteed the right to vote? Are we guaranteed free speech? Do we have a First Amendment that upholds that? I mean, it's it begs to answer the bigger question here. Do we live in a constitutional republic or do we live in a banana republic? Sad we even have to be asking that at this point in time.